Hey, welcome to our farewell podcast, and this is our last podcast till the next one. I'm your host, Rob. I'll, this is the last time I'm is doing this. Is this our first fel- farewell one. tour? And uh, we have who? Greg, you're not drumming again till the next time. It's your farewell It's tour. next time. Actually, it will probably be this afternoon. Yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be pretty quick. So you're stopping your farewell tour pretty early. That's right. And uh, we have one of our beloved regulars, and it's his last time on until next time. It's Patrick. Hello. And as you know, why I'm making fun of that is because of the Eagles doing their last farewell tour, which might be it, it might not. But Wait, what? The Eagles are doing a farewell tour now. Who's left? Don Henley. Don, Don Henley. Henley. Tim, Timothy B. Schmidt, right? Is he still? Yep. He's still yeah. Joe yep. Walsh's brother. Joe Walsh. It was Joe Walsh. It was, yeah. It was Joe they, Walsh got, they got Deacon uh, Frey or Felder, Glenn, Glenn Frey's. Tim Clay's son yeah. is, is playing, and they've also got uh, I forgot who, there was somebody else. Oh, uh, what's his name? The, the, con- the country? No, the country guy. Who's he's a? Oh, I can't think of his name now. He, big country artist. He's playing okay. with him, which I he'll, thought was he'll be an on odd, their next tour. So. An odd mix of, of people. Well, well, I mean, you know, the Eagles are kind of always been kind of like half country. Yeah. You know. Well, that's true. That, that, it's that you know, America California. ripped them off, even though America was before them. I was to say that. But Greg, you wanted to go on a rant a little bit about well, something. I, yeah, let's go for it. I wanted to talk about T-shirts and the way they express people's uh, feelings. And, you know, if people I think it's just a thing. Well, I'm going to show what I believe in by wearing this T-shirt, because, I mean, I've seen some really interesting ones when I'm out. I saw one the other day with a lady wore said. Thou shalt not rile, and then it had like a mood dash verse something. And, you know, I yeah. mean, it's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. And I, I was talking about this earlier on, before we started. There's a, a guy, an old guy, had a shirt on. Why anybody would have given him this, or he bought it, and it said, "I finally bought a toilet brush." Long story short, I went back to toilet paper. Now here's a guy. <laughs> Here's a guy pushing his what? cart at like a mile an hour, barely. And who, I mean, why he thought that was a good idea to wear that to a grocery maybe store is beyond maybe me. Someone but. just put it on him. <laughs> Ten shabby. But I mean, I think it's cool. And, 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 yeah. and there's kind of a phenomenon now. It's become an urban thing. And I see it a lot. And it's mainly, uh, you know, it's mainly black people. It's cool. I, I don't know how it started. But they're wearing heavy metal rock shirts. They're wearing Metallica and Guns N' Roses, ACDC. And it's like, I think that's, I think that's very interesting. I don't know. I just think, think, yeah, I have no, yeah, I I have no idea. I think there's two camps in those kind of things is where like I've, I've, I've had friends or known friends who were very young and they would like wear like a Def Leppard t-shirt. Right. And it'd be like, I can't imagine that you even, they don't listen no, to know who yeah. they, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I, I love it when people, you know, I, I, I think people have eclectic taste, but I, I see more and more like, uh, like these, you know, you see these reaction videos on YouTube yep. where they'll have like people from, you know, different 
different, you know, uh, uh, kind of uh, cultural backgrounds and they'll hear something from like a, you'll have someone, you know, uh, who, who hears heavy metal music for the first time and they're like, oh, I really like this. Or somebody, you know, hears classical music. They're just like, oh, I really, I didn't know that. And, and I think maybe that's cross-pollinating. And people like, maybe. Oh, or I've told this story before. Well, I've written I mean, Ice-T was a metal guy. I mean, back. I, oh, saw, yeah, I you know? saw a younger really? girl. She had to be like maybe 14, 15 maybe. And she had this old, beat-up, faded poison shirt. Now, this she could not have ever yeah. watched. Where did you get it? My grandma gave it to me. Yeah, who knows? I mean, they just pick it up. Oh, it looks cool. No, it's I got a cool kids. design. There's an old concert tease thing where people wear them ironically. I'm walking, and this kid's got an Iron Man number of the Beast shirt on. And I'm like, yeah, I was at that show. And I'm surprised he didn't huh? say, you don't have a cane. But yeah. he looks at me. I go, yeah, I was at that show. That's great. He looks at me and goes, Oh, I thought this was anime. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I feel like, go home. That's interesting. Take that shirt off. Get rid of it. It'd be like some of those Stop. guys about wearing combat stuff. That's those true. Really I mean, like... and a lot, a lot of it is the artwork, though, because, like, those little heavy metal albums are crazy artwork. So, but know, I mean, I like, mean, tour shirts she, and things like that. I mean, there shouldn't you know. be a snob about it. You know, if you like it, you like People hey. wear tour shirts, shirts, and, you know, it's like, well, you know, I want to remember this. It was a good night. I had fun. I think. I my, <laughs> <Yeah>. my shirt. <laughs> but I don't know. I just was. I just been thinking about that lately. Since T-shirts actually became fashionable, right? And and the different ways that people, you know, oh, you know, how they say, oh, be proud of whatever, and like, you know, I don't wear drum shirts for the most part because I think it's kind of st- silly. For me, you know, like just like a shirt that just has a drum on it. So yeah, it's drum. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you I, should get one and wear it because it'd be I, I do have one. I do have one though. I do have a couple of drum shirts that every now and then I'll wear them. One says it's got like nine reasons why you know you're a drummer, so it doesn't have any picture on it. You have to read the stuff, and it's like you know what L L R R means, and then you know you you can never have too many symbols. And the classic line it's got on there, it's like you know. You put three thousand dollars worth of stuff in a thousand dollar car, drive a hundred miles to make thirty dollars. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Right, you ever want to really, really need a drummer? Order a pizza. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but and then I found this other shirt, and I don't want to get rid of it. I found it at a Goodwill, and all I can think of is some drummer's girlfriend got rid of it after he broke up with her. Because what it is, it's the 26 drum rudiments listed on this T-shirt. <laughs> and I just think it's great, because if you forget your rudiments, you can always just, you know, look at your shirt. <laughs> but you remember those old stores hey, you go cool. into back in the day? Be like, a, I think you championed it, even though I said, where you just have the blank shirts, but they'd have on the wall designs, and you, right. you buy one, they get it, they'd iron it on. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, and you can make that stuff easy now. Like, you can buy, you can get that stuff being printed out on a, you know, inkjet printer and but i have no idea how you know how good they remember fabric crayons that was like the old yeah. one you can make your own but i have like more of a collection of local band shirts than i have probably of because i don't really go to any national concerts. and, and it's anymore. also become fashionable i think it's not it's like a leather jacket it doesn't look right until you've washed it and dried it about a hundred times <laughs> yeah, no, and yeah. it starts to crack, and and the design starts to get all goofy looking. Yeah. See, for a while, I was big into comic book t-shirts. Like yeah. Empire, I'd go down, I get a shirt every week. 
I have a couple of nice Superman shirts. One's like a, it's got blood dripping on it, and it's like probably from the death of Superman or something. It's, it's a really cool, it's a really cool logo. So you I mean, got your every now and then, from space shirt. You want oh, there you show. go. Yeah. The what? You're killing clowns from out of space. Shirt. I do you have that one. Yep, you know, no, Debbie show. got me those. <laughs> who did? Uh, you know, of course, who did the the, the theme to uh, Killer Clowns in Outer Space? I don't remember. The Dickies. Ah, that was a, <laughs> one of those like fun early like kind of poppy punk bands from yeah. California. Okay, that, I didn't know that one. Yeah, it's like Nerf Herder. I think did Buffy. Nerf Herder did, yeah, we did the Buffy theme, yeah. Or me first in the Gimme Gimme's, another one where all they did was... They just did the, covers. Covers, yeah. but they did them, like, just fast, really yeah, fast. Yeah, they just did fast punk covers of everything. It's yeah. like, you're thinking, like, you join a band like that, can you play? We don't want you. That's an interesting <laughs> phenomenon, too, is, like, you know, songs that like, nobody cared about until they were showed up in a movie or something. Yeah, or song or songs that people forgot there were people forgot they loved until they showed up in something. There's like. a big thing now. I just watched it. It was on the Today Show or something. And it was like, and yes, folks, I do get up that early. I was gonna say, you just <laughs> aged yourself. Um, but Dave Garraway wasn't on it anymore. <laughs> but uh, Tracy Chapman's song "Fast Cars," some country guy. I saw the video. Yeah, it's and now it's like huge again. And she's like, I don't believe this. You know. Yeah. Hey, send me the royalties you yeah. do. Anybody wants to take I got these checks. The I don't know why. Send us the royalties. <laughs> yeah. You know, send the yacht to pick us up or whatever. We'll, just... well, that's great, though, because a good song is a good song. And that, that's yeah. another one yeah. of those things that proves it. And and he didn't do much to it. He pretty much plays it as is. He, you know, keeps yeah. the tempo the same. And it's not, he doesn't try to rock it up or anything. Very, mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. No, I, well, look, the carnival has its principles, though. We we are very artistic. But remember, this is sponsored by Lime Burritos. I don't know about you. I'm very autistic, actually. <laughs> I don't want to know. I could probably list what I am let's, probably let's the rest of the thing there, Greg. Don't be naughty there. But one thing I wanted to talk about, unfortunately, fortunately, not fortunately at all, but uh, Alan Arkin passed away. And I'd oh, say he fortunately did? Yeah. Because he lived yeah. a long life, considering, you know, yeah. yeah. And I just watched, uh, this brings up something Patrick and I was talking about when he was saying, we're not talking about your idol. <laughs> and okay, it's my show, but we love well, Patrick, so we're not going to talk about her. Uh, but you mentioned something. We were talking about succession, about you need somebody. And what I watched literally the day before Alan Arkin died was Glengarry Gun Lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of my friends years ago made their criticism saying, I just nobody likable, and this is before knowing one of the guys was a major perv, and I just yeah, dismiss well. that when he's got a smaller part. So was he in? I have this movie, The Road to Wellville. Wasn't he in that? He played like a doc. It was a, about a, It's like Alan a. I've seen. Yeah, Lord it's like a nineteenth-century sanit- sanitarium. No, Hop- you're thinking was Hopkins. Well, Anthony, you're thinking Hopkins Anthony Hopkins played the guy. Yeah, he, he was Kellogg. He, he was Kellogg in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a good movie, though, actually. It's like Casey Boyle's a great writer. It's He's one of those things weird. where history, yeah, it, it, you can't make up weirder stuff than, like, what really happened. Right. Like, that like whole can I look at you? Take, I'll look at your poop. Uh, it's minor, huge, and they're small. It's like, great, awesome, have a pomegranate. Yeah. But the one part, see, my weird sense of humor when, like, they're trying to steal the formula, and all they're doing is, like, they're trying, it's like John Cusack, and they're trying yeah. to spitting it out. Because I still remember when I was in Russia, this one dinner I had there, it's just something dumb like that cracked me up. <laughs> John, I, John I, I'm getting whiplash from the 
from the the business bouncing. You're gonna say something about Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Yeah, but Glenn Gary Glenn Ross and like I found it fascinating, and I guess like they use it in some business classes about what to do and what not to do, but. Every character, because Alan Arkin was in it, every character is really nobody likable. Is that the coffees for closers ad? Yes, is that where that that's comes the, from yeah, the line. That, okay. Yeah, that whole. You know what you get first? The Cadillac, Cadillac, second prize, set of steak knives, third prize are fired. Yeah. Is is Jack Lemmon in that? Yeah. Yes, okay. Shelly the Levine. Shelly the Machine Levine. Yeah, I, I saw parts of it. They're sales guys or something. It, yeah, it's uh, it's like the the for big David Mamet. Um, play made into a movie, and uh, you know that whole uh, the whole first part with Alec Baldwin is added to the movie because it just kind of you know the play just kind of starts. You know? <laughs> so do you I think when it. Oppenheimer opens up, we're gonna have when that when that movie starts, you think we're gonna have like massive you know war? No, I think the movie's gonna things. bomb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to do what they did in the movie. I heard no CGI though. I heard that. Yeah, no, he he he. Yeah, and and there was this I, there was this thing going around where people saying that like Christopher Nolan, you know, uh, uh, got them to you know uh, set off a, an atomic bomb, and I'm like, it, it, no, it <laughs> wasn't an that. atomic bomb. It was a really really big bomb. It was you know, it's like he he wanted to film. You know, uh, he didn't want to use CG to to show, you know, this this huge explosion. Yeah, but he'd have to do that to do the mushroom part, wouldn't he? Or... I, I I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, That's interesting. I didn't but know he, that part. He shot the whole movie in IMAX, which is his whole thing. Right. And then, uh, like, Mission Impossible also <laughs> shot in IMAX. And so, like, there's this whole big fight going on between Tom Cruise and Nolan about who's trying to grab all the IMAX theaters. And that's hard. It's hard to move a 300-pound camera around. <laughs> yeah, I got, I, it's, I don't know, yeah. But I, I, I know I'm hearing just all about the technical stuff with this movie. But I I don't know. It's one of those things of, like, is it going to be, it feels like, it feels like they want it to be a blockbuster, but it doesn't feel like a blockbuster kind of movie. The, uh, but the best would be like this. But then again, if is it, it going, doesn't make a billion dollars, it's a Is it going to be now. a right. bomb or is it going to be the bomb? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's. I think it has a lot to do with the psychology of how he changed his opinion after he said he was going to do this and then he regretted it and all that kind of stuff. I think they, they well, were well, just lighting off something like that. It wasn't nothing for humanity or anything. Well, it's you're like, trying to help your country or, you know, the country. Yeah, well, the, yeah you, I mean, the whole kill thing Kill a billion was, people. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, you know, I guess it's like looking at things from the eyes of a scientist and then looking at it from the eyes of human being. Right. Like, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Right, good point. And, you know, is this really, is this what we want to do? I, I think that's the the crux you know. of the of the. And once you right. let, like, open Pandora's box, you're... Uh, yeah, and it's still... It's not like, well, we'll use it once, it'll go away, because we know... <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, we're, you know, we're always, like, a couple steps away from, you know, that... that the cockroach is ruling the world yeah. again. <laughs> and Boy, we're really we're talking thinking. about Alan Arkin movies here. Yeah, so <laughs> let's get back. But one thing, has anybody ever seen... My most underrated of his is Inspector Clouseau. And I think they did it because I think Sellers held out he wanted more money. I think I saw he that, yeah. He played Clouseau in a movie. He did? Yeah. Which one? Even you, you Mr. I, Phil, Mr. Uh, Phil. Not Mr. Phil. Inspector, it's just called Inspector Clouseau. I think it was in oh, 1967. Okay. He Because I don't know what the story was. They couldn't get Sellers or he wanted more money. And he only did it once. Well, yeah. And he famously, 
hated that character after you know playing it a number of times but then I don't know. There's a lot of talk that Sellers was kind of not like a great guy. That Sellers was uh, he was kind of a he was kind of a yeah yeah. But this is Arkins, and like if you can find it, seek it out. Uh, yeah, I, I, now I now I have to see because he is he is one of the one of the like most underrated comedic actors. I mean, this is you know this is an original Second City guy. Like he's from the original like run. He was great in the Rocketeer. Yeah, I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. That I do too. A, that is one of those movies that uh, for that, a Disney movie, I like. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, I remember not, the comic. Uh, you know, the comic. The comic really was liked, very different. I really like the comic because of Neil Adams' art. Yeah, yeah. That was, it was, it was, it was everything was than, everything was stylistic, and every character was. And, and Timothy else. Dalton was the villain, wasn't he in the movie? Yeah, he was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, he was. He yeah, was, he was yeah. really good. Yeah, but the one for me would always be probably Catch Twenty Two. Yeah, no, that is yeah, that's fantastic. The movie that broke up Simon and Garfunkel, by the way. <laughs> Why is that? How's that? Well, what happened was, I guess our, they were having their problems. I think Simon and Garfunkel broke. They're going to break up anyways, but it's because what happened was Artie was working out. They were working out Bridge on Trouble Waters, and it extended. It kept going out as movies do. Yeah, he was away longer and longer. Hmm. So, it made things worse. I mean, I think they would have broken up anyways. Yeah. yeah. Well, it would be something else. Mm. You know. But, yeah, no, I, he he was, yeah, I mean, Alan Arkin was, and I still, you know, I think he's probably one of this generation's best actors. I think he was in The 7% Solution. I think he was Freud. Yeah. yeah, because Nicole Williamson was Holmes. Mm-hmm. Duvall was Moriarty. I think he was Freud. Yeah. I should see that. I well, that's that the one movie. that gets into like the big drug addiction. Right. Well, yeah, that's Sherlock. a seven percent solution. Yeah, yeah. His, that was his. But know. what he was, he's not like a star. There's like a difference. There's like the star, like say your Schwarzeneggers or your whomever. They play a persona. He was an actor. He was an he actor. Could do whatever. Yeah. The yeah. in-laws. Oh yeah. God, yeah. All you could think of though now is Serpentine, Serpentine, <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, yeah, that I, I remember. I would see that movie on like an afternoon. Just on somebody's recommendation, and I, I can't think of a time that I've laughed so hard at a movie. Really? Uh, yeah, I have it. I've never watched it. I gotta oh, no. watch it. No, watch it. It's it's just really funny. He plays, you know, he plays the, the grandfather. I have and, a lot of movies I don't watch. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, and and it, it's it's really it's it's really funny movie. But is wait, yeah. I'm trying to. Is Jim Carrey in that? I thought you. No, 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 no I'm Steve thinking Car- of the. Uh, I'm Steve thinking Carrell. of oh. Eternal Sunshine. You're thinking of Eternal, Eternal Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a Jim Carrey movie I actually like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did not care for it. Um, I, it was something. Uh, I, it's one of those movies I, I should probably revisit with the same time. Ah, uh, it's one sort of, of really one of those movies in a way you don't want to revisit for some reason. One of my well, favorite. It's also, it also, it's you know, it, I feel like there's there's a lot of like kind of weird like female stereotypes that plays in that movie. That, I have to watch it again. For well, a lot of those movies do. Story. Like uh, one of my favorites of his is that Me Myself and Irene. Oh my god, that, <laughs> was, that movie that is was, hysterical. Oh, that, just a nasty, nasty movie. <laughs> yeah, and and <laughs> talk about there's a lot of stereotypes in that. <laughs> Everything, a lot of a lot of it's. You know yeah. what? It's like an interesting like. For comedy, like one of my friends swears by Robin Williams, and I always tell him, great talent, but I like his serious roles better. Me too. He was really good, yeah. And he can be really funny, but like, he's really good in his serious roles, and like some of his other movies that are comedies, they just don't do it that much for me. Well, he, yeah, a a, a lot of anything that played to his kind of weird, kind of frenetic 
like stage persona would get a little tired after a while. But he was a really like I mean he was a really super complicated guy and yeah you know he, he and Harry too and boy <laughs> yeah see what I heard yeah. about him was he was like one guy he yeah, couldn't he, turn it off like if you met him right. you'd have to put he just could not turn it off right and and I you know and he definitely I mean he definitely he had problems with drugs and stuff but that wasn't like you know all that did was just kind of feed it i, I can't imagine that. a personality like that doing coke or something well i mean oh my god it's got, the, it was, he would do skits was, about it though it's like i gave up coke because i woke up no that was prior to the like <laughs> cocaine he used to do like right he would do skits about it yeah you know he's in a robin williams is in this movie with ed norton called death to smoochie have you ever seen that movie? Yes. Oh that my is, god. That is that is one of those movies. I that love that. It movie. came out. It was a it was a just a, a a movie that was really panned. It was directed by Danny DeVito. Uh, and it's got oh, that yeah. evil stuff going on. Yeah. That's why yeah, I like Danny DeVito. Yeah, because Danny DeVito has got a incredibly warped sense of humor and always yeah. has. You know, but that movie it was about, it was about the dark the dark sides of children's television. I know it's great. I think it's a it's funny fucking, movie. It's I a think very it's funny movie. But it's I, like it made me think of Get Shorty as line now. So glad you passed me up as Eddie Solomon, the pedophile clown and birthday boy. <laughs> no, but I think because I knew like some some children's entertainers who were like total dicks in person. Oh yeah, and like you imagine like all the smiling and everything and. Right. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, and I mean, I've I've done some children's, I've done a fair amount of children's theater performances, and there is something about when you're doing that kind of wholesome family material that behind the scenes it gets crazy. Because I just feel like it, 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 you have to put it somewhere. Right. <laughs> you, know, you can't put it on stage. You have to put it somewhere. <laughs> you know, so Kingsgate, yeah. I've been to some theater, children's theater performances where the backstage antics got a little bit nuts. Yeah. That was like not one, surprised. You know, one of mine, because I always like Woody Allen's film, so he's got to be another one who's got to be questionable. But, nah, I don't think know, there's a lot of questions. No, not, but that's the thing. And I don't, Joel Lansdale said, I, I do what Joel Lansdale I, said. I got I to gotta tell you, I have never been and i'm not this is not a revisionist thing i've never been a big fan of of uh of woody allen i've liked some of his stuff but i've not i've i've never was a big fan of his like classic like you know uh new york intelligentsia kind of stuff because i just always felt like these are people that I just hate. They're all a bunch of phonies. They just, they, you know, they're, 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 you know, just as they might as, you know, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I just, you know, just, Steve Litvak, the Baron, he likes like, he like Kojak and all these, like he's actually watched, uh, uh, Bye Bye Braverman recently. He likes just cause he grew up there. No, I get, yeah, I get, all that that's stuff. the thing, like, the nostalgia stuff, I get. WWOR for me, like, Crazy Eddie. Yeah, that's that why, stuff. like, I've always gravitated to more of the 80s stuff, because that's that's when I was that age, and I, I remember this, you know, I, I was, you know, little in the 70s, so I remember stuff, but it doesn't have the same huge nostalgia attachments than, like, I, you know, Star, it was like anything before Star Wars was kind of like, 
a vague memory. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like after that, that's when it was on. It's like for in me the fog. It's like in the fog. You sort of like remember yeah. a little bit, maybe you saw it. Because like my grandmother loves Star Trek, and we spent at seven o'clock every night. Yeah. So I remember that. She, but I, you know, yeah, but, I, I mean, yeah. But see, I go by Yara Lansdale's thing, like with like a Woody Allen or like a Polanski or somebody. Sleeper was kind of interesting. You won't I watch like Sleeper. But I like he waits till they die was... because he won't make any money off it. That's what like, yeah. I said. I won't watch it. Uh, yeah, I get it. I, I get I'm it. I'm the I, same I, way like that yeah. because yeah. I just can't. You have to draw a line. It's everybody's personal choice. But yeah, I, I don't get. I don't. I, yeah, I, I. I don't. I. I don't. Well, I don't judge people by their reaction to problem like poo to performances from problematic people or art from problematic people. You know, it. You know, problematic art is one thing, but if the the person is problematic, but the art is not necessarily or not at all, you know, it's it's you know, some people can can watch something and and see past it. Some people can't, and it's I see both sides. I've always thought Woody Allen's the neurotic thing gets a little much. Yeah, I, it, it just, nobody would be quite that neurotic. Like, uh... <laughs> well, also, yeah, also just how like. You know the whole like uh, he he just it just seemed to be fantasy fulfillment for him. Always the right. younger girl, always, the younger. Yeah, girl. it was always like these these relationships you have they would didn't seem to make any logical sense. But well, he wrote it, so you know. But I I don't know. I saw the I saw the the documentary the Neo Pharaoh documentary, and I have no idea. Like you know, obviously no. But it seemed everything. I mean. Granted, documentaries, a lot of documentaries kind of are slanted a lot of times to make you feel certain things, but the evidence that it brought forward seemed pretty Yeah, and I believe, clear. I believe, I, I, I'm yeah, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a hard thing to see past once you've seen it. Like, yeah. I got an interesting thing here. So the other day I was going through some of the streaming channels, right? And... I don't know, Roku thing. So I'm looking at all these boxes that I've never, some of these channels I've oh, never yeah, yeah, yeah. watched, right? So there was one called Gypsy TV okay. or, or something. <laughs> Gypsy Fire TV. I don't know, something like that. So <laughs> I have to look and see if that is so, a real thing. So I loaded it. So, <laughs> oh, it's real. So I loaded it and it's mostly public domain stuff. Yeah. Um, but a lot of cartoons, the old cartoons. Mm-hmm. And, but there was one, it said Time Traveler. And I'm like, okay, Time Traveler. And I looked up the, the synopsis. And these guys go back in time to like the 1900s, the early 1900s, to stop a virus. There's a virus, some kind of infection. I don't know. With the Spanish and, flu? Cause that I don't cool. know, maybe. But, but they go back to try to isolate it and stop it. And so I said, oh, that sounds kind of weird, interesting. So it's a 70s movie. Yeah. But I look, when I looked at the credits when it started, it was, the story was by Rod Serling. Oh, okay. And it was written by Jackson Gillis, who is a huge mystery writer who yeah. was like, in the Perry Mason thing. Oh, he wow. actually wrote a bunch of this really good Superman episodes, the early Superman, first season, second Ooh. season. He wrote some of the best stories. And so I just thought, wow, it's got a pretty good pedigree. So I watched like, you know, 20 minutes of it and I have to go back to it. But it's pretty interesting. Hmm. But who knows? You know, these things, you never hear of them. 
I mean, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so many things. And there's a lot of stuff that was, there was also a lot of stuff that was, like, produced for television that only aired, like, one time. Right. A lot of really depressing Rod Serling Carol for Another Christmas. Yeah. That's real depressing. But I watched Quantum Mania. Now, I was, I had my hopes up for a Secret Invasion, but we won't even talk about that. But the only thing, I, I like Quantum Mania. I thought, now, is it me? I thought it had, like, just the scenery had, like, a Star Wars vibe to it on the Quantum Universe. Like, with all the aliens and everything else. It had, yeah. like, sort of a... But the only thing was, if Kang's, like, going to be, like, this really huge big bit, he was defeated by Ant-Man, Modoc, who's so cute. And he Ant-Man's cronies. <laughs> I love Modoc. I like I the lie. character, Modoc, but it's it's just like the, stre- big, the, like the a... stretched-out Corey Stahl face was hard to look at. It's like this big, evil I, Mr. Potato, I, and funny. I love him. And, <laughs> and the whole thing, it was like, I, I, I always love people who are just like, oh, they made Modoc a joke. And I'm like, um, guys, I don't uh, want to break it to you. Modoc was always a joke. He's a giant Mr. Modoc potato was always head. a joke. He was a giant head with the, the like, he was never... <laughs> You know, you mechanical, mental organism designed only for killing. killing. Come on now. You should have had, like... He was never a gritty, serious character. I'm sure somebody wrote him as one if at some superheroes point. superheroes were real, you'd be... they go yeah. and they start laughing at him. Like the, have you like seen the... the uh, it, it might still be on Hulu, the animated uh, uh, yeah, series with, yeah. with Pat Oswalt. Yeah. was very funny. <laughs> But fun. overall, fairly good movie, and I, I, think I enjoyed are, it. I, I enjoyed it, but the, like, and the, the only thing now from non-comic book people, Scar, Centurion, Immortus, uh, Ramatut, the Council of Kings are probably looking like, what the heck's going on? But yeah, but you know, it. it, it I, I think once you like, it's one of those things where, unless you. And honestly, you don't even have to know the background, but if you if you watch all the things, you can kind of get it. If you you know, if you saw Loki. Uh, and kind of paid attention, you kind of get, like, he kind of explains what the deal is. But it, it, Kang's, when, yeah, when they said, like, the next phase was going to be about Kang, I'm like, that is a tough call, because Kang, Kang was a character, I feel, that was half created just to explain uh, dropped plots in comic books. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke my friend Scott and I always used to have. I always just like, I don't know, when a story went bad, a villain went bad, he just turned out to be Kang. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's secretly Kang. He's just a Kang. Or was he and then we just pull it into yeah. another thing. And right. Was he responsible like for those Iron Man storylines where it turns out it's his son that's a different Iron Man? Well, yeah, it was the, uh, yeah. Well, also like Kang is the, like he is the descendant of, Reed Richards, uh, probably some Stark, Tony Stark in there, because apparently the descendants of Tony Stark and Reed Richards just banged a lot. It just made a lot of people in the future. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's like DC's multiverse. They, they're now writing the whole like potential problematic actor thing. With uh, and and I don't know, so much stuff has come out. Since. So I haven't followed. So it, much so stuff I has come out since I shot my mouth out. Right I, I, I got it. That I I got nothing to say. I'm like, yeah. And the so fact of the matter is, is, regardless of what he's already filmed, if he goes if he goes to jail, he can't make movies. I don't think he's gonna go to jail. I I have not followed or whatever. Also, uh, and you hear everything online. You know how it is. If you read it online, it's true. Well, that's the I mean, thing. They, you, they, you know, they did a like the the, the Rolling Stone expose that is causing a trouble now. But also, you know, I don't know. I feel like Rolling Stone is not what it was. It's terrible. No, I Rolling I Stone is Rolling Stone is a, is now like a step away from Twitter. It's a it's, political 
thing. Really, it, it has nothing to do with music, hardly. Really, no, it has nothing to do with music. Serious news. But Weekly like, World News is the way to go. That's yeah, the truth. why not? That's where you follow Bat but, Boy, worship Bat Boy. That's why I switched to, I've been buying these classic rock and different British music magazines because there's no politics in it. There's hardly any ads. It's mostly, and they have a gig list in the back, and you can see all these cool places that these bands are playing. Which I mean, is big great, bands. which is hilarious because Britain like invented tabloid press, right? Which yeah. is funny, but yeah. It's just, then again, they have also They're have brutal. the Guardian, and they yeah, have well, like, Mojo you know, though, like with Mojo, but prescriptions are really cheap. But then they went way up, so I stopped getting it. Yeah. Everything, oh, yeah. everything else, but I would say Rupert Murdoch got to start. In Speaking the, of Marvel, I was watching this thing again on that on that Tubi channel. Yeah, they have some great stuff. Tubi's crazy. They got lots of stuff. They had Chris Claremont's X Men. Have you seen that? Uh, was it's it really the, good. The documentary. Yeah, yeah, I saw that a while back. It, yeah. It's really it was, interesting. It was, yeah, it was it was cool. It was it was just kind of like an overview of but, but you but you just whole like you, meteoric run on that. Those people seemed very happy that what they did back then. They were like, oh man, we were bouncing ideas off each other and we were yeah. having fun and. Yeah. Seventies were a good time for that. There was a lot of creative freedom in comics. Yeah, and if you want, you could really. And it was like they they had a series which I personally liked the original X Men, but it was in reruns because it wasn't selling. And it's like, yeah. oh, let's do what we want to do. But one thing I've gotten into just the last couple of weeks because Indiana Jones came out was I've been looking at the what ifs, and I love looking at. Okay, the original movie plans or something, because you don't know if it's true or not, but just what might have been, like, for Batman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's, but the thing is, I mean, there's a lot of it, you know, there's a lot, there's scripts that are out there, like, you know. Superman lives. Well, yeah, yeah, that was, that was. Yeah, they, I I feel like like I was I feel it was kind of a, a cute moment in the Flash that I felt they held. Oh, on right, for they went way back. too long. They nodded. They held on it for way too long. They they nodded on that. They did more of a nod. It was like a it felt like it felt like ten minutes, but really? it was probably for like three. It was this whole he was fighting the big spider. The big spider, right? But like, you know, I I feel like they went intentionally like. Uh, didn't do a great job on the CG on these people because they felt like they were probably writing, you know, having to get likeness rights. So they looked a little bit... Yeah. They looked, like, a little bit weird, but I think it was an intentional... Well, thing. I read a few th- things about that. It looks more like video game stuff than... than yeah, which is, CGI, you know... But... Like me like Avatar. But I'd like to see... I'd like to I'm see sorry. the whole... Avatar I want to see that movie only because I want to see the George just, Reeves thing and I, I just want... I thought how was, how I thought interesting was, they did. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the to me the Flash movie was kind of like a it was like a fun look at comic book multiverses. And they, like, hey guys, we're tying like, up loose ends. We're, and so we're all stuff. we're all taking this a little bit too seriously. Yeah, like because I've seen people's like reaction to the ending, and I'm a giant spoiler uh, if you haven't seen it. Shout out for a couple seconds. Don't yeah. listen for a few minutes. Come uh, <laughs> the the Batman at Fast the end of the movie for <laughs> when when. Uh, Barry Allen resets the universe. It comes out as George Clooney, and the people are like, "Oh my God, is that the new Batman?" And these ah! no, it's a joke, guys. It's a joke. It's fun. <laughs> have fun. It's you know, comics. that's the thing. That's I think we said one of the best. But it's the breaking the fourth the, wall my thing. Problem with exactly. Ferngully, just, just not Ferngully fun. Avatar. Was, yes. No, but I've said this about Avatar. I can't talk about the movies because, like, with that kind of 3D makes me sick, so I can't oh, see yeah. them. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I, I just, it just. It gives me motion sickness. I mean, what does? Uh, that like one of my friends is like, you have to see the new Avatar movie in three. Well, you can. Oh, yeah, there's too much movement. You can watch it on a regular screen. 
Yeah. <laughs> you can watch it on a regular yeah, screen, but it's, kind but it's of also like, boring. It's boring. The first one was brutal. I don't know. I, I just, I, 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 they made such a big deal about how realistic things look, and it also looks like a cartoon to me, and I like it. They just look like cartoons. It's, it's fine. I don't think it gets cartoons, but let's not say they look real. <laughs> I think the technology was the big sell, because he, the first time no, they it, did it. It's the technical know. stuff. It's the James Cameron. See, thing. that's it's where, the, like, you know, reading about, like, and again, they're, they're putting words in, incomprehensible like, Lucas's mouth, though, like, about, like, Return of the Jedi and everything, that he became more interested in merchandise because he was producing the movies and he realized how much they were making. Right. There is the famous quote by Han, by uh, about Han Solo from Harrison Ford, and I, I'm going to say it really happened, where he said that Lucas said to him, well, don't, dead characters don't sell action figures. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean... And they didn't know the first movie was going to be so huge. No, either. they didn't. They were otherwise they were going to extend it out. And he didn't realize how much work it would be to do all the movies. But also, like he was doing all this stuff, like he was doing this stuff outside of the guilds and out, you know, like because he he wouldn't he wouldn't like he produced he made these movies himself, and then they were distributed by huge companies. So he needed to like the money didn't need to come from somewhere. And it also needed to be going somewhere because he couldn't, you know, the original movies, like they weren't made, like they were distributed by the studios, but he made them. They were basically like, especially the first one, were like these are like big independent movies. Right. And uh, yeah. You made so, a funny point too. And that's, it's just, you know, it's not a, it's not a, it's an explanation more than an excuse. Stealing but. from Facebook actually a little when you actually, the, backgrounds of the bond actors i thought that was kind of neat oh that just yeah and i said i brought up the, the one because david did i guess he did play bond but well, let, yeah and let's tell people who don't follow my facebook um <laughs> i i, I had I'm a stealing post. from facebook that's low yeah. for <laughs> no i just i made a post one day because i was thinking about it about the six actors who played james bond in the in the you know canon can't quote-unquote canon the broccoli movies the aeon broccoli movies not the like Never say never, even though that was still one of them. But um, was you know Sean Connery, right. Scott, George Lazenby, Aussie, Australian, right? Roger Moore, English, uh, Timothy Dalton, Welsh, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, Irish, <laughs> and uh, and uh, 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 Daniel Craig, British or English. So really, two English. Englishmen to play the most English <laughs> character. Oh, that's interesting. They were yeah. like they were, and five five out of six were British. Um, but I was at the, I don't know I just I I've been listening to a uh, a James Bond podcast. I think so. you're right about Die Another so. Day though because it had the thing about I've never been able to finish that one. It's a terrible movie. It's a terrible. I've never movie. been able, and that's like you know, View to a Kill. I got all the way through. Is that the one with Halle Berry? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's the one with Halle Berry. Last it's Brosnan one, with, one. It's the yeah. last Brosnan one. Uh, it had Madonna doing a horrible, horrible song and having a cameo in the movie that made no sense. They lost me with the driving on the ice thing. That seemed really, really, it was, really, really weird to the me. Bro- the Brosnan <laughs> movies were mostly not great. No, and they uh, don't age well with me either. Going, be- you know well, why? Because you know they were trying to do. They were trying to have it both ways. Because they were trying to have, they were trying to do a modern. You know, they would try to do it, you know, a modern, believable thing, but they would all still also have the wacky, silly stuff. Right. And it, it was, they couldn't decide what they were going to do. I think GoldenEye is probably the best one. Yeah. Because it has the most consistent tone from beginning to end. Which one? But the GoldenEye, the oh, first okay. one, which is still, you know, it's still a movie. It's, it's draggy in parts and, 
you know, but like the the you know, like Tomorrow Never Dies is okay, but uh, the other one like the the other ones are just yeah, and 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 they got Brosnan late, like he was supposed to replace Roger Moore. Uh, yeah, because but, of Remington Steel. Because of Remington Steel, which was supposedly Moore couldn't do when they got Connery because of the Saint. Yeah. But they also there's another point. If you see Daniel Craig and Lazenby see... turned down Lazenby uh, turned down <laughs> doing it because he was he he was in his own in his own words he was became a big hippie and didn't want to kill ah. people. But and I also thought he, he said he thought was they the were going to end too. They were going to end. He thought yeah. they were. But the other thing too is like you look at Daniel Craig. He might be the sweetest mm-hmm. guy in person. He looks as bomb like he could beat the hell out of you. Yeah. No, Whereas they, Pierce they wanted... Brosnan looks like right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> But, you ever see him in Defiance? That movie, Defiance. Oh yeah, that's oh, a great yeah. movie, man. He's I had great. That, I, 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 I love Daniel Craig. Yeah. And he's he's like he's funny too. Like the Benoit Blanc movies are. Hilarious. I love. Them. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you seen Logan Lucky? No. If you get a chance, see Logan Lucky because it was it was Steven Soderbergh's. It was supposed to. It was going to be a big movie. It just got marketed badly and people didn't like it. But it was like it was the like redneck version of Ocean's Eleven essentially. Ah. <laughs> Nice. It was instead of like a bunch of uh, thieves uh, steal from a casino, it's like a bunch of rednecks steal from like a racetrack. Uh. Um, but like everyone is great in it, like Adam Driver and Channing Tatum. And but Daniel Craig plays this. It's another one of these bananas, really kind of uh, kind of campy Southern guys. You know, <laughs> just... I wonder if that was like a redo, a redo of Time to Kill. Is that the name of it? With um where they plot to steal from the racetrack. It's like a... I thought Time it, to Kill was like a gruesome No, I can't remember. Gris- it, yeah. it, there's an older movie, oh, an older movie, like a 60s or oh, maybe. late 50s movie about this whole gang and they and they yeah. have a plan and they're going to... The, Elijah... Or Elijah... Whatever his name is, is in it. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm bad with names sometimes. Elijah Wood, it could not have been Elijah Not, a, not Elijah Wood. <laughs> Elijah Cook. Sorry. Okay. And... Um, Anyway, he's got a wimpy part, like he's a wimpy guy who's trying to make money for his girlfriend and all this. And uh, I, anyway, I, never look mind. it up. Look I it up because it, it's always good it's, for it's like a, a good. left field film you've never heard about. Yes, but the, but the ending, the ending is one of those. They go through all this crap and get all this money, and it's in a suitcase, and it's on the tarmac on the dolly thing, and it falls off, breaks open, and the planes running and all the oh, money goes is. flying and these guys and the ending is them just sitting standing at the door watching their whole dream just <laughs> fucking fuck i don't like for if you want to bond like born right in in london i have an idea but i won't mention the the character so. okay hey guys uh, i gotta take my leave yeah yeah no. so you know what why don't we because you i think you have to do something too yeah, don't gotta, you? Yeah. you know what we're going to because it's a farewell tour we want to leave you wanting for more for our next farewell tour so <laughs> wait my, of, my ankle bracelet's going up wait no i can't oh, go no, yeah, wait no, no wait so, so, you can't go but it. it's been fun it's been like yeah. and i love how this is like the best one it's like the carnival well we have stuff to do fuck you <laughs> <laughs> sorry gotta go leave one more yeah but uh, yeah, you'll be back for another farewell you're podcast is doing well isn't it i'm uh, it's we're 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 we haven't premiered yet but there i'm uh there's stuff coming on the feed um there's some there's some special preview stuff coming on the feed starting this week so architects of entropy 
And uh, if you are, if you went, if you're showing into as much plenty as this show, nobody would listen to it. Well, you know, it's like yeah. ours is. Yours is like I'm writing it out. We have all this. We're gonna do that. Ours is who the hell's on this week? <laughs> Believe me, I take half of your audience. I would. I got a crazy weekend next weekend. I got three gigs all weekend. Two on Sunday. Something on Friday. All this stuff with Brian Lindsay. He just all these gigs. Happy just birthday, came Brian! In. By the Happy way. Happy birthday, Brian! Freedom, and, uh, Freedom that, Rocks. Well, next week we're going to have a really big show. It'll be, uh, we'll do a little new math at this show. If I can remember to add, I'm kind of old. Not so. fuzzy math, yeah. new math. Yes. Well, we're going to play, and now I'm going, my good friend Megan Taylor from Bee Eater, and Greg's not even going to stay for the song. I will, I'll listen to He's it. He's here. No, He's here. Oh, well, you can leave. The bat signal calls. <laughs> but i got to save the world again. Yeah, her and Pizzuto, if they're on, it'll be hilarious. I'm just getting, she lives in New York, she lives in Astoria. And this is called Lights Out, which after this show, you're probably going, oh, I wish this was the farewell <laughs> Thanks a lot, Patrick. All right. Thank you, Invisible Greg. Bye. See ya. <laughs>